It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Ferg Friday, everyone. It's always fun because when Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer comes in, uh, it signals that it's almost time for game day again, or at least time for some more college football this weekend. We will get to that uh, conversation in just a moment. Today's show, though, brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can go to FetchMeDelivery.com or uh, the free Fetch Me app, and they've got some cool things happening currently. They've got a new uh, a new partner on the platform, Fusion. It's a new Thai and Vietnamese restaurant, Chick Chick Pork Pork. Uh, an old fan favorite, one of the more popular delivery places. And then uh, Veggies to Go. A shout out to the vegetarian friends who are looking for more fuel this week. Those three restaurants, Fusion, Chick Chick, Pork Pork, or Veggies to Go, you can use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF, for $10 off of your order. You can also use promo code ZAC20 for your first delivery free. If you're coming in town for the Texas A&M game, you kind of decided last second, you know what, I do want to go to an Auburn football game this year. Um, you can, uh, you can definitely use them to go, uh, get things delivered to your hotel room or your Airbnb or, you know, wherever you're staying, fetch me can make it happen. So go to fetchmedeliver.com or the free fetch me app. And, uh, yeah, let them know that locked on sent you really, really great guys over there. I'm Zach Blackerby, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn observer. How are you friend? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. All right, so tomorrow a, um, a a huge matchup, really. I mean, you got a top five team coming into town, and just kind of the the energy around it is just not there because it's after an Iron Bowl yeah. and people are sad, and it's just not not a great situation. But Texas A and M does play at Auburn tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and I think inside the program with the players and the coaches, it's a big one, and they're and they're bringing from what I've heard, the energy, because they this is such a big game to get some momentum back. You know, you don't want to slide into the into the offseason. You you could really use this win. And you don't I don't think if you're Auburn, you don't want to go through a year, as weird as it was, where you didn't beat a single ranked team. Yeah. Right? Like this is an opportunity to be like, all right, we're not you know I I wrote it earlier this week at the at at, at the observer, um you know, you could go backwards this year, and I don't think Auburn's gone backwards, and there is value in staying put. But man, if you if you don't beat anybody that was <laughs> that was ranked this year, that's a that's a tough season to swallow for Auburn. Right, right. Do you buy the fact that there's energy within the program? Yeah, I mean, I think the guy, I think guys, I think 
the, the players continue to fight and, and not give up. The coaching staff. I mean, that's like tough, up. though, right? Yeah, it I is. mean, you got and, and whooped we, on Saturday. And Saturday is going to be a big, t- big key. We have not seen this team fold or give up this year. Right. Yeah. How do you play on Saturday? What happens when you go through some adversity on Saturday? And I think also the other thing that's kind of hyping this team back up is this senior day. And there's a lot of these guys that this might be their last shot to play at Jordan Hare. Um, you know, it's going to be it's it, it's been a weird year. They need this. They need this win um, to uh, to to get some momentum back on their side. It's also weird that it's senior day, and every senior that will be honored. Could, could also come back. come back next year if they wanted to. And according to Gus, they have they haven't had those conversations yet, but they're going to in the near future. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I assume that'll happen after the state game, right? Right. You would imagine because I mean, who knows what bowl season's going to look like this year? Uh, yeah. Everyone have, has Auburn in the Citrus Bowl, though, for what that's worth. Well, I mean, hey, it's it's better than going back to the Outback Bowl. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Auburn has had bad luck there for sure. Uh, then, like a lot of people have Auburn playing Wisconsin. I'm like, no, no, let's don't do that again. Let's have Auburn, Indiana, just an absolute, just, yeah, just, just like the home field Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, and, and like a chaos, chaos team versus chaos team. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. It's I feel like the best, uh, best matchup I've seen so far. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but for Auburn, I mean, this has got to be a game that you show that this season you didn't go backwards, or at least you can have some momentum because it's big around this time of year. Kids don't make decisions based off of one game, but like the tone around the program shifts depending on what happens this week, and you're heading into an early signing period. I mean, things aren't great right now. No. Like, I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah. I mean, things are not good around the football program in terms of in terms of the way they're playing. Yes, and and the fact that the way Auburn has been this year is is that they have not made any progress in against their two biggest rivals, and then they had the face plant game against against South Carolina. And, like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of chatter. I don't think Gus Malzahn's job is any pressing imminent danger right now because, hey, the month. Really? I, I don't think it is at this moment, right? Things can change. What happens this week? What happens next week? I don't think, it, from everything I, I, I have heard and seen, I don't think it's in any imminent danger. So if they lose tomorrow, and then I, I think they beat State. So yeah. I, I think them losing tomorrow and beating State is a very realistic I think scenario. It will take a, I think it will take a lot for him, for Gus Malzahn not to be Auburn's coach in 2021. I think got there's it. a lot that still has to be done because if you look at Auburn's history, especially when buyouts are involved, you got to hit rock bottom before you're like, okay. Yeah, you got to go three and nine. Yeah, you got you to hit it. You got to hit a hard, hard spot. And I don't think Auburn is there yet. And I don't think Auburn's going to get there at this point. But it also lines up that 2021 is going to be monstrous for Auburn and, and, and how important that, that means to Gus Malzahn. Yeah, there's no question. And you get Alabama and Georgia at home, I think you're going to lose a ton of your roster. Uh, so I think you're going to have a lot of issues, and we'll, we'll talk about over that uh, over the course of the offseason. But it's interesting to talk about Malzahn's job security mm-hmm. because we're talking about you know the guy who's making that call, technically. There's a lot of other influences and things. But right. Alan Green's is like, we don't know what that looks like. He's hired what volleyball coaches and golf coaches and a tennis coach, I think. Mm. But he hasn't hired, you know, any kind of, you know, money making He inherited some really good coaches. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's still gonna be a few years. I'm predicting it's gonna be a few years before anything happens there. I think Malzahn will be the one he's gotta do, but 
I think basketball's fine. I think you know Baseball. baseball's fine. I think the next biggest thing he may have to address is women's basketball. We'll just have to see. And they, they're off to a better start yeah, this year. Totally. So mm-hmm. yeah. So um, hopefully that won't be the case. We'll have to right. see. But right. So but yeah, it's just so hard to predict Alan Green because we just we don't know what he how he handles things. And the and the thing here is is that the buyout is still the buyout, and this is not a year where you're making a lot of money. Right? Money's going to be tied everywhere. And if you look at these schools that are making changes, it's going to like South Carolina. It's to the point where it's like, okay, the, the support is not going to be there if you if you keep Will Muschamp around. Auburn has not hit that point yet, right? There's a lot of people who are frustrated online and in the social media age, those, those voices get louder and louder. But Auburn has not hit rock bottom yet. And I think it's going to have to take getting closer to that before they even consider making decisions, especially in a year like this where – so much of it's been weird, and, yeah. and 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 the money and the money thing is the money thing with with him. Right, I agree with you, but just to kind of you know for the sake of conversation, I think there is an element of well, South Carolina did it, and they didn't get you know too much criticism for you know him having to yes. you know for the yeah, buyout yeah. situation. You I think know. you're going to see other schools make moves too. Yeah, like. It's it's getting bad. It's getting real bad at, uh, at Tennessee right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I think you're seeing programs kind of look around and it's like, okay, the public, you know, the public outcry wasn't too bad that we're still having to pay this guy in this economy and you know with the pandemic and all that. So, right. can we get away with doing something like that? And I think the more programs that do that, I think the um, the easier it's going to be for other ones to kind of follow suit. No, I, I agree, and I think, like I said, I think Tennessee is is a place. Where Michigan's in a rough spot. I think that, I think if they could, I think if they could hand deliver Harbaugh to an NFL team this offseason, they would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a weird, weird offseason. And I think for Malzahn, it's been such a weird year that if you win this weekend and you you hit hit the finish of the year seven and three, get a little bit more momentum on your side, things aren't quote unquote good. But you haven't gone backwards, and yeah. you haven't hit rock bottom yet, and you have an opportunity. Like next year, the schedule should be a lot better. Um, you you know you'll bring back your quarterback for another year. All the, of those things that could point you in the right direction, you actually have to take advantage of them. Right. But you know, I think next year is the I think next year is the year where you where it's like all right, what 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 is going to happen there this year? It's not a mulligan because it definitely counts. There's a lot of aspects of it that feel like it, though. Yeah, and he's just kind of in a lose-lose situation. Like, you beat LSU, which is one when of your big three, <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, well, yeah, they stink. It's like, okay, all right. And then it's like, okay, if they beat A&M tomorrow, which I'm predicting that they do, okay. the response is going to be, well, yeah, but they're not really a top ten team. Like yeah. if you watched, them oh yeah, you beat them for Florida, the fourth year. The fourth year you've beaten them in a row, right? Right. Yeah, I, I think. Did you that, see what they just did to LSU? That's going to be the. That's going to be the. Right. The it's like argument. that. There's nothing about that team this past Saturday night that looked like a top ten team. Yeah, it's more like it's more like just like loss prevention at this point. You're right. just you're at this point. You're just like all right. We just can't. We can't. This things can't get any worse. And yeah. even if they lose to A&M on Saturday again, I don't think like this team's got to fold. And it's like okay, well this program program clearly needs to go in a different direction yeah i don't know if you're at that point yet because what is what is gus malzahn's biggest problem right now for auburn they can't beat georgia and alabama on a consistent basis yeah they can't be contenders they don't have the offense to be contenders and all that is true all that is true however there's a lack of like this guy is definitely going to make things better in this right there's no there's no slam dunk i mean look at look at around college football right now who thought that Tom Herman would be having problems at Texas? Who thought Jim Harbaugh would have any issue at Michigan? Those mm-hmm. were supposed to be Scott Frost at Nebraska, right? 
there are so, Justin Fuente was everybody's hot name, even when Auburn was looking was looking around. Yeah. He might be getting out of his way at Virginia Tech now, too. It is so, so hard. And like you look around and like you don't want to be stagnant and you don't want to you don't want to plateau. And that makes fans frustrated. But like you also gotta look around and be like, it's like it could be a lot worse. You don't want to go backwards because that's what a lot of other teams have done. Yeah, most of the time, time when you fire your head coach, you get worse for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like and then it's still a gamble. I don't care how stuck. proven they are. Right. Like Tennessee. Right. And it's like, I think the one thing where it's like Auburn is better than a lot of programs is the stability the past eight years of Malzahn. Is it as good as what else is happening across the state? Um, no, but I, I, do think it's, um, I do think it's interesting, and we'll talk about that a ton moving forward, I'm sure. When we come back, let's talk about the game tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. We will continue our conversation right here on Locked On Auburn, but first, the best place to go buy whether it's whiskey or bourbon or wine or beer, anything that you need, Frisky Whiskey has. Our good friend at Frisky Whiskey, uh, just off the interstate, as soon as you leave Alabama and go into Georgia, you'll see a ton of billboards there. And, of course, you can type in Frisky Whiskey into your phone's GPS. But the best place to buy any of these things, you step in it, it's 10,000 square feet, and, I mean, just a crazy selection. It's fun just to kind of browse through. I don't really drink vodka, but I still go through the vodka section every time I go just because it's cool seeing all the, the all of the different things that they have at Frisky Whiskey. But crazy amount of selection, beer, wine, tobacco, lottery, any kind of liquor that you want. They have it. All of the mixers, all of the, you know, different, you know, group things you can buy in bulk. I mean, it is awesome. It is absolutely awesome, and it's at a very, very affordable price. It's the lowest prices for a lot of products that I've ever seen, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not just saying that because they partner with us on Locked on Auburn. So check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey, once again, right off the interstate as you leave Lee County and uh, you head into the state of Georgia, and uh, you'll see a bunch of billboards or just type Frisky Whiskey into your phone's GPS. Also, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Coors Light recognizes that when football is on, when you were watching your Auburn Tigers, you just want to sit down and chill, and Coors Light wants to do that with you because Coors Light is the beer literally made to chill. Cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. That's why those mountains are on the bottle or uh, on the bottle and on the cans, baby. You know what I'm saying. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, Justin. I think A&M tomorrow, I, I think it's going to be very physical. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be very sloppy. I don't think mm-hmm. either offense is that impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the stats say about it. I think both defenses are good. I think both defensive front sevens are pretty good. I really like Auburn's defensive backs a ton. I think they're going to play close to the line of scrimmage to limit Kellen Mond, make him force the ball deep. And Kellen looked real bad last week against LSU, and that was so weird. Yeah, yeah, against a really, really bad defense. I, I, I think part of the way A&M played last week has has to do with the fact they had that long layoff from COVID, and we'll see how much see if they can kind of snap back into place uh, tomorrow against against Auburn. But yeah, it's I, I go back to this with the defense. Auburn's won three straight years against uh, Texas A&M, right? Um, or am I, am I blanking on more? Uh, nope. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, so 
if you're Auburn in this case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're Auburn in this case, Kevin Steele usually has a really good plan for AM. And they've had a really a lot of success against Mon. There's a potential where this can get one dimensional. Auburn's run defense had a hard time against Tennessee after doing so well against LSU. Played well for the most part against Alabama. Najee Harris broke that late run. Yeah. They've got to slow down the run because that AM running game is good. And Jimbo Fisher wants this to be a ball control, ugly game. Cause that I mean, if they just keep doing that, they could walk themselves into the playoff playing really bleh football. And that's right. fine because yeah. your record is your record. And they'll year. get killed by Alabama again. Jeez. I mean, like how great of a running back name is Isaiah Spiller? It's an amazing name. It's such a good name. It is a, it is a perfect name. It's not name. Tank Bigsby, no. but Isaiah Spiller is such a good no, name. No, it's not Tank Bigsby. It's not Mark Anthony Richards, who I'm interested to see if he'll play on Saturday. There's no way. I mean, if Bigsby and Williams are both hurt and like they can't go, yeah, they, you're going to have to rely yeah, on right. him. But like, right. I think it's going to have to take both of those guys being being hurt. Yeah. Either way, this has got to be a game for Auburn where you where you have to win at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. That's a harder thing to do on the offense because of the injuries. Because you don't have you you don't have you might not have Bigsby. You might not have uh, DJ Williams. Do you, do you think we do? I think that I I would be surprised if they're both out. I'll say that. Okay. Like I wouldn't be surprised if one of them stays out. But like with Bigsby, you could tell he wasn't a hundred percent. But it's it's still he's still like you know no one's a hundred percent. Heck, DJ Williams has been playing like he's been in a car crash every every week. The man has had the what worst injury. What does that injury. mean? Oh, he's, okay, I got He's you. had the okay. worst injury luck. It's like he steps outside and gets hit. Like, yeah. it's just – it's it's so it's so rough for him. But the thing with Auburn in this game is, like, Bo Nix, you're back at home, bud. Is it home Bo Nix or is it Bo Nix against good good opponents? Because Texas, Texas A&M's got a solid defense, especially how, against the run. How different is it if – you know, because Auburn thought they were going to get Kellen Mond. How different is it if they end up getting him? One, I think he's better in Gus's system than in Jimbo's system. Yes, a hundred percent. But uh, it's like the, uh, you don't you know, get Stidham, right? That was the that was the great that was the great uh, dilemma. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you got to think Bo Nix still comes to Auburn. He just does it hard as a freshman. But mm-hmm. it'd be crazy how different things would be. Yeah, it, it would be. And here's the other like mini thing about it. Like I said, people don't. People don't pick teams based on wins and, and losses, like recruit single wins and losses. But Auburn continues to recruit Texas a ton, and like if they can go four in a row against A and M, they're going to just continue yeah. to push into Texas. And and yes, A and M on the whole is going to get some better recruiting classes because there's so me- so much talent in Texas. But they're going in there and picking off dudes that A and M A and M and other teams want. Right, and it's going to be interesting to see moving forward, especially like. I'm I'm just imagining this. What happens if Auburn wins four or five in a row with Stidham and Knicks against Texas A&M, and then boom, here comes Demetrius Davis, the Texas kid, to to do it again? It's like it could get it could get real it could get real weird for A&M in this series. How close is Houston to College Station? Not far, not far at all. It's, it's that's where about, Davis is from, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, it's about uh, it's about an hour and a half, a little, a little oh, wow. over an hour drive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When you go to College Station, usually for games, you fly into Houston, and we, and I usually stay in Houston to make that drive. It's about an hour and a half. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't realize it was that close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it seems like everything in Texas is like six hours away oh, from yeah. each other. Yeah. Hey, College Station is kind of between Dallas and Houston, but it's more on the Houston end. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it. Um, I think Auburn wins. You know, I, I've talked about this time and time again. It's the back up against the wall. Uh, uh, yeah, D- desperate Gus is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've even got people starting tweeting at me like desperate Gus time. Like, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's desperate Gus time again. At home, and he's at home, and he's undefeated. Desperate Gus at home is undefeated. Uh, yeah. Um, here's here's my big question on, on this game for Auburn. It, 
they they have to run the ball some because I think Bo Nix needs a good running game. I don't know where that necessarily comes from with the line the way it is, the way AM's defensive front is. It's going to be really hard to run the ball tomorrow. It is. So, Bo Nix, buddy, this is this is it for you because you have played better at home. I will say it's ranked teams where he's had the, had so many struggles against. People want to make the home road splits. It's been the it's been the ranked teams that have been the tough team. I don't think A and M's a top five team. Statistically, they're more of a top fifteen team. I agree. He's got to play. He's got to play better in this one. And you know, can he lead Auburn to a need a win that they very 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 much need? Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to need big games from Schwartz. I say this every week, but I wish Eli Stove was more involved in the offense. You cannot target him enough, nope. in my opinion. Um, I think he had another 100% target uh, target catch game. Of course he did. Yeah. That, that's who he is. And it's just get him the ball more, at least attempt to get the ball to him it's more. It's so interesting because they built the plane out of Ryan Davis yeah. in the in the, in the in the Stidham era. And, like, yes, you want to get the ball to Williams and Schwartz and, like, you want to throw to the tight ends more and you want to throw to some of these young guys more. But, like, yeah, Schwartz is just, like, they just make it – he, he – he just makes things happen. Yeah, and especially like with your, with your running backs, you know, having a hard time staying healthy. Because I mean, essentially, like the way they use Ryan Davis was just an extension of the run game, mm-hmm. and they don't really use Eli like that as much. They've started putting him downfield more, and you know, I'm fine with him running that six, seven yard out route that they like to do. Yeah, especially like on the first drive of the game, mm-hmm. they like don't, RPO look. Yeah, yeah, then they don't go back to it. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it, and 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 they're using Schwartz more in that kind of aspect as well in the in that little dump off, which screen. he has been so much better in the middle of the field and actually like running routes and doing receiver things than I thought. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's he's developed. I think the big thing for him this off season was fully committing to football has really made a difference for him. He was already a really good receiver efficiency-wise last season. Yeah. I just think he's taking the next step and he's an NFL he's an NFL talent. The NFL may like him more than Seth Williams. That's Possibly. That, that's my hot take. Possibly. I think it was uh I think it was Josh Dub on Twitter earlier this week that was pointing out it's like it's like what happens if he's like what happens when the Chiefs get Schwartz? Yeah. It was just like would, that would be such a Chiefs move. Tyreek now. Hill, Miko Hardman, and, and and Anthony Schwartz. Are you kidding With me? With the best deep ball passer ever. And like Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh if you God. cover them, okay, Travis Kelsey's underneath. Yeah. Like, it's, are you kidding me? They're gonna need like I think that's the next step. I don't know what Hill and those guys' contract situations are necessarily. I, I don't either, yeah. But like they're gonna need another weapon another young weapon like they've been doing with Clyde and it's just Schwartz makes a ton of sense. I don't know if it happens this year, but like you don't think he leaves this year? I think he could. I mean, I I, I think I, all three of the receivers leave this year. I think I think it's definitely possible, and that's why I'm worried about next year from both standpoints. Like you get the super experienced quarterback, and it's like Capers and Hudson. Like, are they going to be ready? Like, and, I don't know. And heading into this season, statistically, the better the best sign for year to year improvement from a Gus Malzahn offense and an Auburn offense has been returning your receivers back. Mm-hmm. Again, they've made some steps forward against against people who say the passing game hasn't evolved or improved, and like they're not correct to a degree they've got to get better against the best teams but you know i think it's one of those things where yeah it could get it could get tough and they're gonna have to rely on some dudes to play to play wide receiver next year if all three of those guys leave i also think it would be funny if eli stove came back for another year just to i hope he does because i don't think he's gonna get drafted like shot number six against everyone that'd be awesome i'd I'd love it yeah yeah just become like an auburn legend eli stove the forever man all right i got another wide receiver question one second right here on Locked On Auburn. You can break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall, you can break through that wall every day with Built Go. Built Go is easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put in your briefcase, your backpack, your purse, whatever you got with you. 
and it's the best workout gel on the market. It's also a great energy boost. It's like a five-hour energy without that crash feeling because they actually have like real ingredients in it and collagen protein. We'll get to that in a second. But Built Go comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. I've had all of them. They're good. Uh, love the peanut butter honey. And, you know, I'm not a huge mint fan, but chocolate mint is pretty good. I highly recommend it. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. And collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easy on your body, specifically your stomach. And also, um, collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. The stuff literally makes you look better as well as feeling better. So go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Okay, so just kind of continue our conversation about the wide receivers. Justin, why can't Seth Williams get open? The, the separation is just not there. And, like, I think, you know, our perception is, he, he, and he is very good. Mm-hmm. And he's good at the 50-50 balls. He's mm-hmm. good at, you know, the, the physicality aspect of it. But it's just, man, he is blanketed with guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird because I, I, I thought he would have gotten open a lot more frequently this year. I don't really know what the issue is. I think one of the bigger issues I saw on Saturday from – from Auburn is like once again it looked like him and Seth were I mean uh Bo and Seth were on the, uh, not on the same page they were like he would release to the inside pass would come too high he would go to the outside pass would come too low like it now was one a, pass was perfect one pass was perfect <laughs> one pass didn't was catch perfect it. and man I mean that's one that, that that'll haunt you haunt you forever but yeah it's the thing with 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 Seth this season has been he has been so good at making the contested catch but you don't see him like wide open a lot more than you see with Schwartz yeah. and some of these other guys. And I don't know, I don't know what the deal is. I, I really don't, but like, I know that um, he can win a lot of those contested balls and he's getting the best ma- target matchups. Right. He's just got to get back on the same page with Bo Nix. Right. Um, let's pivot to uh, as far as what you expect to see tomorrow. We've kind of talked about what Auburn needs to do. Do you think they pull it off? Hmm. My pick I, was 24, 17, I believe Auburn. Yeah. I, I I I I'm I'd be right there around there with you probably. I just in favor of Auburn. Yeah. I, okay. I, and I'm with you in the fact that Auburn needs this win. I don't think a and as good as 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 the record says it says they are. But, but A&M legitimately thinks like if the, if they win this, like they're probably going to the college football playoff. Yep. They're going to get hammered by whoever they play probably. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's just it's one of those things where. I'm with you. Home game, Malzahn back against the wall. I don't think A&M's particularly that great. I yeah. think this style, like teams that are going to give Auburn the most trouble are teams that can just be very explosive on offense. A&M's got that potential, but they're not very consistent. That's not it's not what they want to do. Um, my big question is, can Auburn get enough offensively, especially from running the ball, against a really tough run defense with the question marks on the offensive line and the running back, to give Bo Nix the go, give Bo Nix some space to to, to work because he's 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 a whole lot better when he's got a good running game next to him, and I just don't know if that's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about the defense stopping Mond nope. and the A and M offense. I'm I'm not worried about that. It's 
How can how Alabama, can Bo Nix move the football down the field? Alabama has put everyone they've played this season on absolute fire this year. So like, yeah, there was some, there was some there were some issues last week against Alabama. I think I think a lot of it is just it's Alabama. You you play against a team that's not not Alabama. I think this defense looks a lot better. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. the The issue with playing Alabama last week is all mental. It's all mental as far as can you move on from losing and yes. just getting embarrassed. And, yes. you know, you were in that game for exactly zero seconds. Like, how can you move on from that? It's time to put that behind you and, and play more, you know, relevant football games. It's going to be Al- tough. If Auburn wins this game and they beat Mississippi State on, uh, next Saturday, they go to 7-3 and three on the year, I feel like – It the just pro- doesn't feel like they're 7-3 and three if that happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. I think it shows that they haven't taken a, st- a step backwards – They've stayed where they needed to be in 2020. 2021 becomes you got to see some some real improvement. If you lose this game, it is really really rough on a year because then you start adding up everything that goes on and like this could it was it's a not good year that could have gone a lot worse. Yeah, this has got to be a game for Auburn where you show that your biggest problem isn't that you're not that good of a football team, but you're just having a hard time against the best of the best in college football. Right, and you have to have to fix towards that. I want to ask you this, moving on from the A&M game, um, because I, I know you kind of have an in with situations close to um, Armani Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that a shock to you? Yeah, it was. It, it was. That's ju- a big deal, It right? was a big deal. And here's, here's my thing. I don't have any insight into exactly why it happened, but I want to point out a couple things with Armani Goodwin. Okay. Um, number one, Armani Goodwin, if he comes to Auburn next season – just real quick, Armani Goodwin, the running back out of Hewitt Trussell, yeah. four-star running back, been, been committed com- since May of last year. Yeah, he's been committed for a long time. Yeah, decommitted earlier this week. Go ahead. Well, the thing with Armani Goodwin is Tank Bigsby's Tank Bigsby, and he's a year older than you, and you look at Auburn's running back. Or t- look at a guy like Mark Anthony Richards. Yes. He, can't he, he get, doesn't transfer anymore. He can't, he, can't get on, he can't get on the field. Yeah. He can't get on the field right now. So, like, for Armani Goodwin, where do the opportunities come? Auburn has a lot of depth. Sean Chivers could come back next year. You've got – DJ Williams would be back. Like, right. there's a lot of competition there, and I'm not saying he's ducking competition or anything like that. But I'm think I'm seeing though with this breakout for Bigsby, run unless he just comes in and tears it up next next year, and he very well could. Touches are going to be harder to come by. You're right. Now everyone's going to say you lose to you lose to Alabama in the Iron Bowl. I wonder where he's going. Well. If you look at if you look at where he is in recruiting, LSU's he's, really he's probably going to LSU. LSU's probably the big yeah. one. Florida State's another one that's been that's been high on him. Gross. Those, those teams need running backs right now. Like they need talent right now. They need a lot of things. They need a lot of things yeah. for sure. Right. But the opportunities look like they'd be a little bit more at running back there. Sure. That could be playing part into it. You just look how the season goes out and you look at how the rotation goes out and the way that Bigsby has become who he is. Yeah. I think that's plays part of the, part into the decision as well. So but so you don't think it's some big picture optics, thing where Malzahn's losing his grip or anything like that? Optics wise, optics wise is not great. It would be horrible if he ends up going to Alabama after this. If he goes up to LSU, it's a rival. But like, you tip your hat and say, "All right, we'll see you every every year." Basically, yeah, sure. The the thing I'm thinking though, it's not if he's losing his grip. There's a lot of confidence right now around Auburn that they are about to go on a run in recruiting. Yeah, I was about to ask. You know, we're currently at the time of us recording this, they're 40th in recruiting rankings. Not good behind Vanderbilt. Not good. Not good. At um, all. but if it was a losing kind of grip kind of thing, and 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 the problems in the program were were big, and of course it can get affected by how how it goes in these last couple of games and the tone around the program. But like, 
why would a five-star linebacker from from Miami decommit from Tennessee? And a lot of people think he's about to flip to Auburn. Yeah. If it's if it's going out of control. Right. There's a number of guys starting to line up. I think it's just the recruiting rankings don't look good right now, and a lot of people want to point out, and I get it, I get it, but I want to stress this. The only time recruiting where you are in recruiting rankings matter is National Signing Day. Yeah. And when the dust settles, that's where you are, that's where your class is. And in a year like this where you can't have visits and you can't bring people on campus, which is such a – it's so huge to what Auburn wants to do in recruiting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's delayed a lot of stuff for a lot of kids. But if they can go on this run right here and if they can get a couple wins – Again, people are still going to be upset. You still got you still got a lot to work on in the off season, but the momentum is kind of get back on your side. That's that's got to be the that's got to be the big thing for Auburn, right? You have put out all kinds of football coverage, all kinds of basketball coverage with the Auburn Observer. Uh, what are some cool things coming up? Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. Uh, a lot of observations. If you're listening to this on Friday, Auburn's got a basketball game tonight against right. against South Alabama. Um, we'll have a, uh, the breakdown of that on Saturday morning. We'll have the we'll have Texas A&M post game observations. Got film room coming out Monday. Got a free recap podcast covering football and basketball. Right. Wherever you listen to your podcast, and yeah, next week we keep getting further and further into it. We start wrapping up football, getting a little bit more basketball uh, analysis and, and stuff like that in there. So it's a good back and forth, and the mailbag's back. As well. Are you going to do a breakdown after every Auburn basketball game? We're going to do. We're, I'm going to do post game observations for every game. We okay. will do that, and then as we get more and more into basketball season and football season, kind of fades out. Yeah. a lot more stuff, kind of in, in depth stuff. If you're listening to this, put up a story Thursday morning on Stretch Akinbola, and and yep. um, even though he's not a starter, man, he is he is playing really well early in the year. Did you? Know, this is a Stretch Akinbola podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, it's it's Brandon it's a good Council one. Stretch Akinbola, man, Brandon Council. Love him. I just you, you Miss also him. you also think you also think how you feel about this offensive line if they were if they were able to kind of maintain that consistency yeah, and there's stay no question. healthy. There's yeah. no question there. Bad bad luck. But yeah, Stretch Akinbola, number three on the team in offensive rating, which is not bad for a dude who doesn't score a lot. Who's number one? Uh, number one at the moment is Flanagan, and number two is Jamal Johnson. And offensive rating being when you're on the floor, how many points does your team score? Alan Flanagan's still number one. Yeah. After uh, after it's, the it's UCF a team, game, it's a team thing. It's a team thing. Gotcha. It's not necessarily like a, a player himself. He was crazy bad against UCF after being really, really good against yeah, against Gonzaga. So for it's, sure, it, yeah, inconsistent team. That is a young basketball. It's gonna team. take time. We knew this. We knew take... that the highs will be high and the lows will be low. And uh, the example of the low was was against UCF for sure. Stretch Akinbola, though, the way he crashes the offensive glass and creates opportunities for his teammates. Yeah. If you can keep that going moving forward, especially against South Alabama coming up tonight, because South Alabama is short. It's right. a very short basketball team. Yeah, yeah, and they're um, they're three and one, but they uh, two non D one wins. Yeah, yeah, and played then, the University of Mobile, and I can't remember what the other one was. Their called. loss was to Jack State, though, so it's like mm-hmm. okay, all right, so and, beat I'll, I'll, it and, and scraped one out against FAU. Right. Yeah. Right. Where can people sign up for the for the Auburn Observer? Yeah, AuburnObserver.com is where you can get all that. $6 a month, $60 a year. Uh, we also do gift subscriptions if you want to do that for the Auburn fan in your life during the holidays. Uh, there are links all over the website for that. And, uh, yeah, gets gets emailed straight in your inbox, every story, every podcast. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for hanging out. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, be sure to check out the Auburn Observer and Justin Ferguson and, of course, Painter Sharpless. Helps them out over there as well. Thank you uh, for listening to today's show. We'll be back on Monday to recap everything that happened over the weekend with, of course, football and basketball. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackery. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. See you Monday. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.